It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to another Red Review. A week ago it was possibly blind optimism hoping for a cup semi-final and a win at Ibrox. In the end, out of the cup and pumped. I'm Alan Davidson, joined this week as always by Dave Galloway and this week by Kenny Carl. And Dave, it's not been a good week, has it? I, I'm so glad I've been away um, at St Andrews, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes covering the... Uh, Wonderful Dunhill Links golf, Alan. Um, you know, I was at a, a pre uh, tournament media dinner on the Wednesday night, um, and I was, um, as I was eating and having a couple of shandies, I was looking at the Aberdeen score 1 0 against Hearts. That's fine. Oh, they've equalized. Okay. Oh, we're back in front again. Great. And then 88 minutes, 89 minutes, 90 minutes. Oh, surely, surely that's it. 92nd minute, hearts equalised, and something told me then, uh, I think we might not uh, get into the semi-finals. And and so so it turned out. I cannot remember the last time any team um, got through in a penalty shootout 3-0. Absolutely extraordinary. And then, of course, an absolute mauling at the hands of Rangers. I'm, I'm so glad, instead of being at Ibrox, I was at Kings Barnes interviewing Bill Murray, Huey Lewis and... Brian McFadden, to be honest, that was much more enjoyable and entertaining. Well, unfortunately, Kenny, you, like myself, had to suffer through both of them. Yes. Uh-huh. It's not been a great week for Aberdeen this week, for the team, for the fans especially. As I said, this time last week, we were hopefully looking forward to a semi-final for the third time, I think, in four years. And possibly even getting closer to Rangers in the league, and it's just evaporated. Any goodwill, I think, right now in the Red Army is just evaporated. Well, that's it, Dave. I think we all acknowledged on last week's show that we've not been good this season. Performances haven't been where we'd expected. But two wins this week, or a, even a win and a draw this week, or a win and a decent performance at Ibrox, and suddenly things were looking okay. Third in the league, in another semi final. Now the pressure is really on Dennett McInnes, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, he, I, I said um, previously, Alan, that I believed that for the first time in his Aberdeen managerial career, he would be under pressure, Derek, if Hearts knocked the Dons out of the cup. And that proved to be the case, unfortunately. And then Rangers, um, an abysmal performance by Aberdeen. Rangers, you know, handing us um, something on a plate. Uh, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't say rude words, but um, I think everybody knows what I mean. It, it, it just cranks the pressure up even more, and it, it just means that you know Hibs will come to that um, in, in a few moments. The Hibs game on Saturday. It, it means that, that that is an absolute cast iron must win. Um, but you know, it's just last couple of results, as many other results have uh, panned out for Aberdeen. Just. Just not good enough. Um, I mean, we, we, we got the reaction after the game at Ibrox from uh, Derek McInnes and, and, and also uh, Mikey Devlin. When you play against a, a team like Rangers who, who are all singing and all dancing today and, you know, they, they came at us, I need my better players. You know, I need my experienced players. I need those battle-hardened players. And hopefully we can get um, Bryce and McKenna uh, these ones back certainly Constein will be back next week 
but Ojo's and um, Ash Taylor's, uh, James Wilson, Scott Wright, they're, they're going to be obviously a bit longer, but I'm hoping we can get at least a couple back for next week because we could do with getting some reinforcements. It's not even for the starting eleven; it's just even options for the bench, you know, and you know different ways I try to play and maybe having different ways of changing the dynamic of the game, which I, I found it difficult to, to have those options today. Really, really disappointing. Um, you know, as players, we need to really look ourselves in the mirror and, and uh, take responsibility for what was an abysmal performance, really. Um, you know, there's a certain level of performance expected by the manager, by the supporters and, and by the club. Um, and the day when I've got close to that, and I think, all right, you're, you're playing a good team. But we had a good team out there, we had good players out there. And uh, not enough face today, done the basics right. And I think that's what hurts the most, and I think that's what will hurt the supporters the most, that the basics weren't there. And, um, yeah, we, we went to extra time during the week and made a couple of key players out and the Constantine getting injured or you know, having a sickness bug in the morning is not ideal, but as I said, I still think when you look to our team, there was enough good players there that um, should have certainly put on a better performance and, and this game should have been a hell of a lot closer than it was. Well, Kenny, Devlin and McInnes there, certainly taking different views on it. Yeah, but- uh, very big uh, different views, to be quite honest there. Uh, Devlin, I think, um, speaking how a lot of fans would feel just now, it was an abysmal performance. Um, there seemed to be no passion, no fight within the team there. We are missing a lot of players just now, and we've got to give Aberdeen that benefit of the doubt to an, ex- to an ex- extent that we are missing an awful lot of players. But there are still professional football players on that pitch for Aberdeen that they are training every week. And there seemed to be no fight, no passion in there. Passes going astray. Um, we'll take Greg Stewart's goal for a start. He headed it in. Great save by Joe Lewis. The defence didn't watch Greg Stewart run in and tap yeah. it in. Yeah. I like Kenny. It says there, Dave. McInnes using the not using the injuries as an excuse. They are there. He's not invented them. But when you look at the Dons team from Saturday, Lewis, very experienced goalkeeper. Yep. Logan, Devlin, very experienced footballers. Zach Viner has been brought in to do a job. Yep. If if he wasn't good enough to go and play in every game of the season for Aberdeen, he shouldn't be there. Why have we signed him? Greg Lee, I've actually been very impressed with this season. He's looked good coming forward as well. There's no excuse there. Dean Campbell, youngster, but I think Dean's actually impressed us um, and by all accounts was one of Aberdeen's better players on Saturday. Lewis Ferguson, yes, youngster, but plays almost every minute for Aberdeen when fit. Yeah. Not an inexperienced player. No. Connor McLennan, similar, came in back half of last season, beginning of last season. International player. Has played a decent amount of football. Scored twice. Final. The League Cup final last year as well, so that's it, a it's not experience. It's not as if he's been a youngster that's been thrown in because it's all we've got. He's been picked ahead of experienced players regularly. Now I'm again. Very experienced player. Sam, Sam Cosgrove. Yeah. Root plays every week anyway. Ryan Hedges. So although we've got this list of eight or nine injuries, how many of those actually start? We've not played... James Wilson's barely kicked a ball for us this season. Yeah. And suddenly we're using not not having James Wilson available as an excuse. He gets five minutes at the end of every game. It's... That's that, that was a, Where were you going to bring <laughs> yeah. him on at 4-0 and he was going to change the game? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, Devlin hit that on the head there. And I think Devlin put that a lot kinder than a lot of fans would. But I think this is the thing now, Dave, as we touched on. The manager's starting to come under pressure... There has been for a year, 18 months, on social media, there has been this McInnes out versus the Happy yeah. Clappers Brigade. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. 
and kind of at points have not agreed with either of them. But the happy clappers are very quiet at the moment. And yeah. that minority that it was for a long time that wanted McInnes out is is growing and growing yeah. rapidly. Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be, I think we've touched upon this before, Alan, it used to be the same dozen or so uh, keyboard warriors, as we'll call them on, on Twitter, oh, hashtag McInnes out, he's useless, this, that, and the next thing. But um, there was a damn sight more than a dozen of them on, on Saturday. I mean, you just, you just need to look at Aberdeen's Twitter feed with the final score. And hundreds of, uh, literally hundreds of responses and... None of, none of them positive. Uh, the only ones that were positive were clearly being uh, sarcastic. You yeah. Know? Um, so you can you can tell that there's there's a groundswell of opinion, and you know this this can't be allowed to continue. This um, malaise, this run that Aberdeen. I mean, I totally agree with what you guys have said about the performance on uh, Saturday. I mean, if Aberdeen had fought bitten, scratched, hustled, harried, you know, and given it 110% at Ibrox and still got beaten 5-0 by Rangers, that, it's still terrible as a result, but it's it's a lot more acceptable than uh, the, the meek performance that by all accounts Aberdeen turned in on Saturday. I mean, just look, look at the stats. One shot on target. That's unacceptable. That's not good enough against any team. One shot on target. That's a that's terrible. It is, and I think we've touched on this, and Kenny, you touched on just while we're playing those clips there, that this has been steady decline. We've it's... we've we've set new lows in the last eight nine months. There's been a constant conversation of worst performance under McInnes, and it, we we keep bettering it. <laughs> we we seem to somehow yeah we seem to get slightly worse every week. Um, I don't know. We don't have bad players there, and we don't have a bad manager. There's just something has gone wrong somewhere. I often put it down to our formation. It just always seems to be set up with one player up front. Um, I'm not going to try and embarrass myself by uh, mentioning the European team that we beat five now earlier this season, but we came out of that game. An awful lot of fans were like, "Wow, we played some good football tonight." We were running off the ball, we were getting the crosses in, we seemed to be taking the game to them. Hmm. Since then, we seem to have this thing of just sitting back and not really going forward all that much, just punt the ball up to Cosgrove. And it's been like that, not just this season, but last season as well. If Cosgrove doesn't seem to get the goal for us, um, we seem to struggle. And let's face it, Cosgrove's goals, an awful lot of them have come from penalties. Hmm. He's not. We're not scoring a great, I mean, on Wednesday night against Hearts. Our two goals come from penalties. We're not seem to be creating chances outfield. And it just, as I think it summed up on Saturday, one shot on target. That is, for a professional side, that is, it's scary. It's not good enough. And as, as fans, I mean, there's always been the, the McInnes out and, as I said, happy clappers. I've never loved the term happy clappers because it just means if you've got a different view, you're a happy clapper. I've always been in McInnes's camp and I still am. I still yep. think you could be a man to change it for us. But there needs to be something done quickly. Um, his comments after the game on Rangers didn't fill me with a great deal of hope. Devlin's did. He's had a bit of fire in his gut. But there has been a gradual decline over the last few months on how we are playing. Whether it's been the players are just not performing to him, whether his tactics are wrong, I don't know. But it's just over the last, I would say, 18 months, it's gradually going down. Yeah, there seems to be um, a real lack of confidence 
in the Aberdeen squad, and, and it's it's just been it, it's like it's on a downward spiral, I think, guys. Um, and looking at Aberdeen's coming fixtures, it doesn't fill me with a hell of a lot of hope because a Hibs side on Saturday come to Pitodri, brimful of confidence, having got a, a very good one-one draw uh, with Celtic. That puts Aberdeen into the international break. You do not, in your current brittle state of confidence, want to go into the international break on a defeat because that's just going to fester away and it's going to get worse and worse. Then Aberdeen come out of the international break with a visit to Motherwell and then Celtic come to Pitodre. Goodness me, that's 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 tough. That, you know, the, the, the possible ramifications do not bear thinking about. You get a right good kicking when you're down with fixtures, don't you? <laughs> You know, and and Celtic, if they come up here, um, they'll they'll smell. You know, they'll they'll smell blood if, if they come up here. And Aberdeen are still uh, with confidence at a low ebb, and they certainly won't stand back. They would, they would like nothing better than to just rub uh, bucket loads of salt into the wounds. Oh, Celtic will come up to Aberdeen, and they will be going for it. I mean, if Rangers beat us five 0 they're looking to do the same to us at Petodre. Yes. Especially because they are now going for their ninth in a row championship. So they are looking to win every game. There'll be no mercy there. Aberdeen has got to, they've got to up the game. That's it. But I think there's, like, ac- like across this last 18 months, like you've spoken about, Ken, this, the, the issue has been, it's been lack of performance. It's been a, I would imagine there isn't a lack of desire or a lack of effort from the players. But watching on from the side, that's what it looks like. It's yeah. an acceptance. It's a, it's an, a, an apathy of, and I think some, uh, it was, I can't remember who said it and they touched on it brilliantly there's a, there's a kind of apathy among the fans at the moment we're too good to go down hopefully but we're not going to win anything we're not going to challenge there's just a bit of, kind of an, an apathy right across the right across the the, the the players the club the support it just feels there's a there's a there's no excitement there's no there's no excitement on the park yeah. if, and surely I think somebody t- another conversation I had the other week somebody touched on it You've got to win things or you've got to play good football. Those are your options with Aberdeen. Entertain the fans or win something. Don't play rubbish football and not win anything. Yes. I would agree with that, yes. If you're getting entertained, then fans will come back. Hmm. If you're winning things, I mean, even back in the days of Fergie and winning cups and stuff like that, we always had the odd game where we just dragged out a victory. Yeah. But we also had good football in Dispersed with it as well. We had we were beating uh, sides with some skill. Right now, it's just dragging out a victory. The other week when we beat Livingston two yeah. 0 and it was just the most dull, boring game to watch. That that that's why I'm touching on the confidence thing. I, I think I think that's what the what the problem is. It's certainly not ability. It's certainly not lack of effort. You can never accuse an Aberdeen player or a professional footballer of just. You know, I can't be bothered. You know, there's nobody at Pitori has that attitude. But confidence even though they don't admit it publicly, is at a very low ebb at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, and how do we get it back? And it's victories. Yeah. And that's easier said than done just now. And at the, at the moment, looking through that team from Saturday, I don't see anyone in that side who's going to grab a great game by the scruff of the neck, who's going to do what arguably Shinny did, where things weren't going great, and Shinny would put in a tackle, put somebody into the stand, put somebody up in the air, Get the fans going. Doesn't have to be a piece of brilliance. Just go and show that you care. Yeah. And I'm not seeing that from any of those eleven at the moment, Dave. No, no, that's absolutely true. That you know, looking at the the opening lineup 
um, for the game at Ibrox. There, there's nobody who you would think is going to like um, terrorise uh, fellow midfielders and put folk up in the air. But if the fans would accept that if you know the players were running themselves to a standstill against Rangers and against all the other teams, but that's that's just not happening. But like I say, it's not lack of effort. It's 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 lack of confidence. Lack of confidence means poor decision making, and then it's a vicious circle. But they're going to have to get out of it, or there could be <laughs> there could be a lot of trouble ahead. Yeah, well, the, I think I know the trouble you're speaking about, and this takes us back to this. McInnes out versus the happy clappers <laughs> but for the first time the McInnes out brigade have some real ammunition there, there are questions there that need to be answered I think even the term happy clappers they're wanting to know the answers as well that's it That's and they, there's no longer just a small minority of people saying it even the people who support McInnes and I still am one yeah me too um, are still looking we're now looking at McInnes and saying well what's going on what do you do What again how are you going to change things mm-hmm. Because if it does carry on, then the pressure will mount and mount on the manager. Yeah. And it just then becomes, it becomes worse, I think, for the players then, because the pressure's feeding down from the management into them. I think there's a fear goes through the club. And we've seen it happen at Pataudry before. We've seen it happen quite a few times. Ian Portfield's time, Alex Smith's time, Alec Miller's time, Roy Aitken's time. It just, yeah. it just gradually starts to eat through the club. So mm-hmm. we need to look at the boss now and say, well, what we're going to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I like Derek McInnes a lot as a manager and as a man. He's he's a great guy. I know him, you know, personally through speaking to him over a number of years. He's a he's a top guy, and I still think he's a very good manager. But he, like all other managers, are not beyond criticism. And he's he's not stupid, Derek. He knows he knows that he's probably made mistakes, and he'll just need to put them right. Yeah, I mean he's human, and that's it. And at the end of the day, we all we should learn from our mistakes. Hopefully, as he starts to get his team back, the injuries are receding. He can put right some of the errors there, but I, I still think, from my point of view, there needs to be a slight change in formation. It can't just be Cosgrove up front. I mean, I mean the the formation that I'm looking at that Aberdeen played, and I and I don't think this would have been the case. It had Aberdeen as a four three three. I can't really say that. No, no it's or one with four, yeah. four two. It, it's it's always some variation on the four two three one. Yes, yeah. we, we we played the season when we had Hayes. We had the old Nelm again, not the one we've got at the moment. Adam Rooney. It was it was that League Cup winning season. Yes, um, but you had likes of Pollock as well. Yeah, you had real pace as well. But I think, and that was another comment from somebody on. Twitter. I should really pay attention to who writes these. I'd but, like I'd I'd like to see four three three actually because if it's if it, if it's in the formation that you've got here uh, that I'm reading on uh, Google, it is uh, you know it's got like McGinn, Cosgrove, and Hedges up front. That would have been good. That, that would have at least fun. that would have at least shown the fans that well they're they're having a right go. Uh, Campbell, Ferguson, and McLennan as uh, midfielders, and you know. I, I'd, I'd have been quite happy if, if they'd done that. And if it, if it didn't work, then at least Aberdeen are being you've adventurous gone, got, and having a go. A, you've gone and had a go. It was almost, I think there was a feeling, even among the fans that travelled down, that we were, we were going down there in hope more than expectation. But well, everybody I spoke to... I don't, I don't think be, we were hoping not to get beat 5-0. Yeah, I think everybody I spoke to sort of thought that, yeah, we're going to get beat. There was a few people who thought, oh, let's see if we can get a draw. 
Um, I predicted a draw. Um, I was more in hope than expectation. I kind of thought that we might just put the shutters up, frustrate Rangers. Uh, like we did in the League Cup semi-final last year. Mm. It, again, they, we were able to frustrate them and then we were able to hit them on the break at the end. Um, but it just never panned out. It just, it's, it's just scary to think just what could have happened as well. When it was five going on, possibly seven or eight on Saturday. Yeah, it is, was. It, it could have been McGee at Celtic Park all yeah. over again. Uh-huh. But without too much changing. It, yeah. it could have been. And then that maybe does call into question the manager's position slightly yeah. sooner rather than later. Well, uh, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, if I think I think if it, if it was 9-0, then I think fans would be justified for um calling for the manager to 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 go, but you know, I'm I'm not like I've said on a few occasions in these podcasts, I'm not about to jump on the McInnes must go bandwagon. I still believe he is he is the man for the job, but he's going to have to turn things around pretty sharpish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just what McInnes does on the pitch. I mean, there's a lot of work he does that I know of that he does behind the scenes. I mean, taking on, again, oh, He's done players. so much for the club. Yeah, yes. there's so much work to be done there. And I would dread to think us sometimes maybe, I know fans are, oh, let's get him out. But I remember going back to oh, 1989, 1990, a certain bunch of fans at Manchester United wanting a certain Alex Ferguson out because he'd done nothing there. And then give him another season yeah. and all of a sudden the thing's turned. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen at Aberdeen, but... There's been a lot of work put in place. I would hate to see it sort of punt the manager. And if you do punt the manager, he's got a long contract. That's going to be expensive. It's, it's, it's going to be expensive. And the, the question, sorry, sorry to jump in, uh. Kenny, but the, the question is, again, it's going to be expensive. And who do we bring in? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I've got, to, I'll stand up for the, the McInnes out brigade here. An awful lot of people will throw that question to them. Who do we bring in if we were to get rid of McInnes? And the thing is, that's not up to the fans. No. That has got to be up to the club eventually. If they decide they're going to get rid of McInnes, they have, they're the ones that's got to turn around and say, mm. well, this is our options. Yeah. You know, this, these, these are the guys that are out of work or these are the guys that are in work that we could possibly afford. So it's up to the club. It's, as, as a fan, I mean, when, we, when Craig Brown announced he was standing down and McInnes was the one brought in, at the time I was sort of like, ah, okay. You know, I, wasn't, I wasn't overly excited when McInnes came in and I think at that point because everything just seemed to be going so wrong for so long. Um, so I would leave it up to the club. Who we get in, I have no idea. I would have to leave that to the club. Yeah, I, I do. It, it does irk me though when folk go on Twitter and say, you know, um, McInnes must go, and then they're directly challenged. And oh, who would you bring in? Oh, any anybody but him. Now that's the easy option. At least give it. You know, I wish these people would give it some thought. That's that that that's my personal view. If you're gonna if you're gonna just say McInnes out. Uh, suggest a realistic replacement, and I haven't seen any suggestions. There's nothing come out that I think is a realistic, a realistic no. um, replacement for him. I don't think he's going to go anyway because it's a simple fact. It would cost too much. I think there needs to be a major, major collapse. Yeah, I think. Um, it, I don't think. I don't think to go. I think the support from the board and within the club. Um, but if if results go wrong in the next couple of weeks, yeah, there could the, be a the, lot you, of you've, pressure. You've, see, you've seen boards persuaded by fans in the past. But yeah. we all know how football works. Exactly. It's a strange but, thing. You're saying uh, the next three games is Hibs, Motherwell, Celtic. By some sort well, we beat Hibs, we beat Motherwell, and we get a, a semi-decent result against Celtic. Suddenly everything's looking rosy again. It's amazing how football works. Well, that, that was it. Se- seven, seven days ago, two wins, and we were in a very, very different position having a very different conversation. Yes. That, that is football, especially in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, I mean, 
as we, as we've discussed at length already, I, I you know I'm sure we're all of the belief that we are all of the belief that you know it, we're nowhere near right now. We're nowhere near the stage where you know Derek McInnes should go. We're we're, we're nowhere near that yet, but uh, things will have to change pretty soon. Well, now we've finished that autopsy. I, I, that was good, boys. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed now. that. I know. I, I, I feel like I've got it out. It's, it's therapeutic. It's, yes, it's out of the system. <laughs> Let's move on to the predictor and see how we all got on. Oh, just to cheer us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Let's start in Paisley. Dave St Mirren against Hearts. Nil nil draw. Yeah, nil nil draw. Nay goals. Nay entertainment. By the sound of things, uh, I went for St Mirren on Hearts two. Uh, Kenny went for St Mirren two hearts nil. Eh, eh. <laughs> I would just like to point out it, St Mirren actually did score a goal, but it was chalked off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did score. He did score. No, so after that, I mean, to be a Hearts fan, I think after watching the first day of the season up here, it wasn't pretty, and I don't think it's got any better for them. Levine's bought himself a bit of time with the results in the past week. Um, I still think there's a large section of the support not happy. And I can understand why watching the like I said, Winstuffer play good football and Hearts do neither. No. Um another couple of injuries. They got a lucky break on Wednesday night against Aberdeen. Yeah. They scored basically with a couple of minutes to go. I mean, if we had held out that, I mean it was a bad goal we gave away. If we held out then and a semi final. But Hearts got the lucky break, they caught their penalties, we didn't. Um but I just thought again, it's it's putting a bandaid on a broken leg, and I still think that's why I I went for St Mirren to win on Saturday because I just thought that after their uh, win against Hibs, their win against Aberdeen, I think they were going to be thinking they were world beaters again and then be brought down to earth with a bump. Yeah, well, that's now, Dave. That's Halkett out as well. That's what, that, and I'd love to know what's yeah. going on at Hearts. Is it bad luck? But it can't have been bad luck for three seasons in a row that everyone keeps getting injured at Hearts. Yeah, well, there's I mean, something wrong somewhere. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm kind of thinking that is Aberdeen as well, because look at look at the players that are on the Dons the, uh, treatment. The thing table. the thing is at the Dons, I think I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think the the club have a very good medical staff at Pataudry. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not blaming the, first, the medical staff. This is, no, no, well, no. but the, the, I, I kind of am at Hearts. This <laughs> this is the first real spell of injuries like this we've had in a long time at Aberdeen. It's the first where we've had significant a significant amount of first team players out at the same time. It's, it's the first real run. Whereas at Hearts, it's constant. There's always somebody out. Yeah, there's always somebody. Which, and it, I mean, it's... Um, well, if they train like they play, then I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, let's say, but again, <clears throat> excuse me, um, another St Mirren, these are probably the points that may just keep them up. Just these, the, grinding out these results. Yeah. Um, again, proving hard to break down. I think which we all expected really under yeah. Goodwin. Well, I mean, Jim, Jim Goodwin's got them very well organised. I noticed that in the the game. Um, that uh, God, I'm just getting depressed again now. When St Mirren beat Aberdeen earlier in the season, um, you know, St Mirren were very well organised that day, and that, that's that's the, the hallmark of Jim Goodwin. Yep. Well, on to St Johnston against Motherwell. Another defeat for Tommy Wright's side, Dave. Absolutely. Um, St. Johnson nil, Motherwell 2 was what I went for. Kenny went for St. Johnson 1, Motherwell 2, like you say. Uh, we got the result right. 
1-0 to the well. Um, I still believe Tommy Wright's a good manager and I don't believe for a moment that St. Johnson are going to finish bottom of the league. But, you know, um, for every week that they remain there, it's going to get harder and harder to climb back up the table. That's it. Press- pressure must be on... I think we've, we've said it every show this series, is that the pressure is mounting and mounting on Tommy Wright. I think possibly, like McInnes, the goodwill of that cup win is... Is disappearing quickly. I have just a feeling if it doesn't happen for them really by end of November, I think he could be gone. Yeah, I think, I think it needs to change and it needs to change again for them quickly. But unfortunately, right now, I don't see it. Um, Stevie May, I think, uh, can't buy a goal right now. I think he was uh, couldn't even get the penalty. <laughs> I think no. they missed it again. Turns out, turns out they've bought our Stevie May, not the one they used to they have. Used to have, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh dear. Which I, I, we need to stop slating Stevie May, Dave. Leave him alone. His, um, you know, I, I've I've always said his his effort, his attitude, absolutely spot on, absolutely. The ponytail phenomenal, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's a lovely guy as well. Really nice bloke. Um, work rate, absolutely fantastic, but just wasn't cutting the mustard. Goal, goal scoring ability, sadly, it like. never seemed to appear. No, no. Well. Kilmarnock Ross County Dave yeah, another um, nil nil draw how many of us got that we we both uh, went for a draw both uh, Kenny and myself we both went for for one ones and it was uh, nil nil um, County I, d- I don't believe they're going to be in any sort of uh, relegation trouble they're a good well organised side and you know they'll They'll get some uh, points on the board that will keep them well away from any trouble, I would think. No. I, d- I don't think they'll be in any relegation battle this season. Yeah, I think uh, Ross County's going to be comfortably mid-table. Maybe even pushing for top six, possibly how things are going. Um, Kilmarnock, they're always going to be a stuffy sight to break down at home, especially on that plastic pitch. Um, so not exactly a great shock that it was a draw. Well, that's it. I think Ross County will be happy down to Kilmarnock, taking a point away from that surface although there are a few of them about at the moment but I'm not going to start that rant I'm in a bad no. enough mood as it is before no. we start speaking about plastic pitches we'll, we'll talk about the other plastic pitch now <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> Hamilton Luffy 2-1 um, Hamilton El Plastico <laughs> yeah well that, that, that's what they call <laughs> Hamilton and Kilmarnock matches now don't they uh, Hamilton nil, uh, Livy 1 was what I went for and that's exactly the scoreline that Kenny went for but uh, Two two one to the to the Ackies. Um Will Ackies be in any relegation trouble? Of course not. I tipped them to go down. They they <laughs> they they might be. They might be. I mean, Brian Rice is a good manager, but he's got a, a, a very tough job in his hands. I don't have the same confidence that Hamilton will avoid a relegation dogfight as I do that Ross County will avoid a relegation dogfight. Hamilton are every year. Everybody seems to tip them for going down, and every year. They seem to just uh, keep on plugging along and uh, staying up. I think this year they they're still my tip to go down. They're still my tip to go down. I, I tip. I've tipped them the last three seasons. I've been one of those. And again, but I, I've said it about all three. But it turns out this weekend, all three of the sides that you think well, maybe they could be, could be the one at the start of the year have all picked up the kind of points that just keep them in touch. Yeah. It means nobody gets cut off. That that's the kind of win that. Come May Might keep Hamilton in the league yeah. I think most people would expect Livingston to go to Hamilton The plastic pitch isn't an advantage When they play Livingston Because Livingston have, have one, one too well. um, And you would expect Livy to go there and get a result 
nine times out of ten. But Hamilton have just sneaked that three points and those three points could be oh so crucial for them in the battle to avoid the championship next season. Mm-hmm. Finally, on to next weekend's opponents. Hibs at home to Celtic. Dave. Yeah, 1-1, a very good result indeed uh, for Hibs. I went for 3-1 Celtic, Kenny went for uh, 2-0 Celtic, but uh, well done to Paul Hickingbottom's uh, team. Now you see, results like that, it'll make Aberdeen fans understandably go, right, well, if Hibs can get a draw with them, we should be able to get something from them as well. No, Paul Hickingbottom is now Paul second bottom again. The point there. <laughs> But he's still got a point. <laughs> no, but again, really good result for Hibs. I did watch some of that game, um, and it was, it was. I mean, they were holding on. Yes, it was it by was. the by the. They were holding on by the fingertips at the end. There. I mean, I mean, I, th- I thought Neil Lennon had found Jimmy Calder Woods bugle by the end of the game. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the simple fact is, they dug in. They got the point. And a lot of Hibs fans will be hoping that's a springboard to something a little bit better in the next few weeks. Well, they've, they've certainly they've got the players. I, I think that that Hibs squad have some really decent players in it. Um, I did see Martin Boyle expecting to be back after the international break, which I think will be a big boost for them. I think he's going to be yeah. a big player for the, for the rem- remainder of the season, provided he can stay fit. And finally, how many points did we score in the Aberdeen game, Dave? How many points? Um... <laughs> Minus, as as they used to say on the, the Eurovision Song Contest, nil point. I think we all. I think everyone sat on the fence with a draw on that one. And that was wild optimism, though, wasn't it? I don't think any of us really believed it. No, I think we could. None of us could bring ourselves but to say it. I, I said, I said before the game, if Aberdeen aren't bang at it, they could get a real hiding, and they got a real hiding. I mean, I went. I I sat on the fence as well. I went for nil uh, nil, hoping. Really hoping that uh, Aberdeen would really just, as Dave said earlier, to fight tooth and nail and try and get something from the game, and it didn't happen. I think no Aberdeen fan really wanted to predict losing. No. Um, But we lost significantly, and I think that's what hurts the most. Absolutely. Well, just quickly elsewhere... Defeat for Peterhead this week, but a win for Cove yet again, Dave. Still top of that league. Now adding Fraser Ayr to the squad. Wow, the, the Cove bandwagon keeps rolling on. Um, what a great job Paul Hartley's doing, and by all accounts, they are playing some scintillating football as well. I mean, Ken, they've got they've got a real squad there. They they've got a real squad. Yeah, um, Fraser Fivey signed on for the rest of the season yeah. as well, which I Ken I thought maybe come January he might be off to a bigger club. So I think that is a significant signing for them as well. Um, and I actually think they're going to walk this league. I, I, to be honest, at the start of the season, I thought they'll be looking mid-table, something like that. They'll sort of just get themselves in there, see what the league's about, and then take it from there. But this year, they, they've come out all guns blazing and are just doing amazing. I mean, things like five e air. The fact they've managed to hold on to Meganson for so long, yes, is uh, Chris Antonazzi on loan from Aberdeen. They've got they've got a real squad for that league. But I mean, there there are some decent players in that league. Yeah. There's some decent sides in that league. But I think Cover, Cover flying. And I I can't see anybody touching them. Because, I mean, nearest challengers are Edinburgh City, who, first day of the season, Cove went and set a real market out. 5-0. 5-0, yeah. I mean, a crooked, I mean, they had a cracking manager before in Sheeran. Uh, now they've got uh, Hartley in there as well, a very experienced manager, knows what he's doing. 
Um, I think Cove are going to just, as I said, walk this league, no problem. That's it. Well, finally, before we wrap up, just quickly on to Saturday's game. Massive, isn't it, Dave? Dons yeah, against the Birdian. You know, must win has become terribly cliched, but I think anything other than Aberdeen victory against Hibs, it does not bear thinking about. It does not bear thinking about. And I I do believe, um, heaven forbid, but I do believe if, if Hibs win, um, there will be a, a possibility of of a demo. It wouldn't surprise me if, if there was. But let, let's not come to that. I... I'm going to predict an Aberdeen win. So, but I'll tell you the scoreline on on uh, five o'clock Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, l- l- later on in the week I'll tell you the scoreline. It, it, as Dave says, it's a very cliche thing, but uh, a must-win it is. Um, we need to, as I said earlier on um, when we were off air, it's not just a case of winning. I think the fans want to see us put the effort in. They want to see the team put the effort in. Many years ago when we almost got relegated in the 94-95 season, I remember we played Hibs and we lost. We lost 1-0 that day. But we got the fans applauded the team off the park. Why? Because they actually put a shift in. They actually looked as though they really wanted to go for it. And I think that's what the players have got to do on Saturday. They've got to sort of make it up to the make it up to the fans and really go out there and just fight for everything on Saturday. When we got beat by Celtic 9-0, I remember the game after that, which was against Inverness. And again, we lost and we lost very meekly that night. And the fans weren't happy. And that was just, I think that was the end of McGee. I mean, the Celtic game was the end of McGee, but that just was a cherry on top. Yeah. The only three points, I think. That was yes, the, was the, there was a term there. McGee um, for me. So, the fans will need to see a reaction from the players on Saturday. They will need to see that they're going to go out there and they're going to fight. As Dave said, they are going to go out there, they're going to fight, but we need to see it. We need to see them going in there and just doing everything for the club. That's it. You, you, need, you, need to, you, you need to prove that you're willing to wear the shirt and deserving of the, mm-hmm. deserving of the shirt. Yep. And it maybe is time, from my point of view, it maybe is time for guys like Bruce Anderson to get a chance. Well, a, a guy who knows what the... Where the, the goal is. Knows, knows where the goal is. But also understands what it means to wear that that shirt. I, that, that's my that's my worry with, and this isn't pointing the blame at Zach Viner. This isn't, but he's off in the summer. He doesn't. There's there's no there's no need other than professional pride for him at three 0 down, yeah, on Saturday to actually go and go and put his body on the line. Go and and the, that that was what lacked. I think the game was gone. The game was gone, and the Aberdeen players almost gave up on it. Yeah. Um, which was actually was very similar to Leicester, Newcastle yesterday. I think Andy Carroll came out and said as much that Newcastle players gave up, and that was very much how I felt after the Aberdeen result. Was the game was gone, but somebody with a bit of pride in that shirt would still go and put their body on the line, would still go and give a hundred and ten percent to keep it down effectively. Yeah. Maybe go and try and get one back, and that wasn't there. There was an ex-player once said to me that uh, there's a difference between wanting to win and having the will to win. And I think that's something shows in certain professionals as well. You all step out on that pitch wanting to win, but it's having that will to win where you're going to put your head in where it hurts. You're going to make that challenge. You're going to scream at your other teammates to get forward or get back. You're going to try and put the fear of God into the, the opposition. And that's, I think, what we're looking to get from Aberdeen on Saturday. Which, which we don't have. Which is exactly what... Am I going to do this? Am I going to do this publicly? Yeah, I am. Which is exactly what Scott Brown does. Scott Brown has made a very good career out of 
mediocre talent, but a hell of a lot of desire. And that, what you say, that will to win. You're going to get emails. You need 11 Aberdeen players like that on Saturday. Which is, which is I, hate, I, I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. But if he played for you, I can understand why the Celtic fans love him. You'd love to have him in your team. It, it's that, but it's exactly that. That's what you need. You, you, you surround him. I love him. Scott Browns would get relegated because he's not a great footballer. But you put one of those in the middle of the park, which is very much like the job Shinney did, was going, going, win the ball back when you shouldn't. Going at three 0 down. Go and make a fifty yard run to make a tackle, which we just aren't seeing from this current crop of Aberdeen players. Come back to 92, I think it was, when we, we bought uh, in as assistant manager as well, was Roy Aitken. Player I couldn't stand at Celtic, but I absolutely adored an Aberdeen shirt. You know, because he did exactly just what you said. Yeah, that, that, that bit of nastiness. Yeah. We don't have any nasty players out there. We need we need a nasty midfield terrier that's yeah. just going to, like, boot people up the backside and just, you know, knock people into the middle of next week, put the fear of death into them. I think it's Jimmy Calderwood said it. When he was manager at Aberdeen, players were too nice. Yeah. And at that time he was he was spot on. That's it. We've got we've got I mean we've got Ojo who gets booked as much as Shinny, but he's just not <laughs> quite as nasty. Indeed. But look, Kenny, thank you so much for joining this week. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Dave, we'll be back to do it all again next Monday. Yeah. It's it, it's good to it's good to talk. I, I feel like I've cleared a you know it's like we've been to the psychiatrist and we've you know gone into one of these drop-in centres and we've spoken about our our deepest darkest thoughts and and I feel like our weight's been lifted off my shoulders. So onwards and upwards for Aberdeen. Come on, well, that come is on it. your heads. I have Come been on. Alan Davidson. This has been the Red Review, and I'm off for a shower after those Scott Brown comments that made me feel a bit dirty. <laughs> North Sound One Red Review.